block, and people fought and fled. They died of the plague, and they died of proximity to each other. When there weren't enough people in charge of keeping the lights on, the cities went dark. When the sirens quit, the rules gave out. Some people had been waiting their whole lives to live lawlessly, and they were the first to take to the streets. Some people knew that would happen. They knew better than to open their doors when they heard cries of help. Others didn't. What disease cannot do, people accomplish with astonishing ease. She awoke in the hospital, on a cot in the nurse's break room. There was no chart on her bed and her name tag was missing. The woman knew who she was and where she was, but everything else was gone. Her mouth and throat felt like she hadn't had a drink of water in days. It took her a while to get her bearings. She tried light switches and stared at machines that wouldn't turn on, stupefied by their disobedience. She stopped at the first body she saw, checking for a pulse. She stopped at the second and the third before she got the idea. She ran out of the building, blundering into an emergency exit. No alarm sounded. The sun was bright and bouncing off the fog that had just begun to rise over the bay. She walked in stark and rising panic out the door and over the blocks between the hospital and her apartment. She saw no one. No buses ran, no cars moved on the streets. The stoplights were dark. She remembered treating plague victims, hearing impossible rumors. She remembered her friends dying before she got sick. She knew what had happened, but it still made no sense to her. She made it to her apartment and stripped off her scrubs. They were dirty, always dirty after a shift with blood and amniotic fluid and urine and everything the body can leak. These were stiff with filth, and she couldn't remember how long she had been in them. She got out of her bra and underwear and climbed into the shower, trying to think straight. The water shot out of the shower head ice cold, and she frantically clawed at the knob to warm it up. The water lost pressure, then stopped running. She pushed and pulled, twisted every direction. She tried the tap in the sink. Nothing came. Cold and naked, she walked to her kitchen. The bananas were black and the bread was green. She found a box of crackers and sat on the couch. She hit the button on the remote to try her TV, but it didn't turn on. She sat staring at it anyway, shoveling crackers until the salt was too much. In the warm fridge, she found a bottle of Gatorade and drained it, standing there with bare feet. She walked out of the kitchen and stood in her living room. Her apartment was mostly below ground level, and weak sunlight came streaming down from the long, skinny windows above. She stood dumbly, looking at the floor, the silence pressing in on her ears. What the fuck? What the fuck? The question repeated quietly for a long time. The answer did not come. She put on a pair of panties and an old t-shirt and climbed into bed. She burrowed down into her own smell, the most familiar and comforting place in the world, and she refused to think. She slept for nearly a day. It was an hour or two before dawn when he woke her. He was in bed with her, his weight pushing down on the edges of the mattress and shifting her side to side. She stirred for a second and thought it was Jack come home to her. She sat up, smiling, the whole thing forgotten for that one golden second, 
before full consciousness took hold. He pushed her back down by her shoulders, and he was breathing hard. She knew everything at once, every awful thing. Everyone was dead. This was not Jack. She was alone. He let go of one shoulder to reach down and unzip. He moved the hand holding her down to her neck and pushed the crotch of her panties to one side with the other. He was crushing her throat, using his weight above her to keep her from rising or getting her breath. She kicked once, twice, and her ankles caught in her sheet. She knew that was wasted effort. She was clawing at his face with her hands and he barely seemed to notice. She couldn't see him in the semi-darkness. He was a shape, a weight, an intrusion she couldn't do anything about. He pushed against her, trying to force his way in. She turned her hips, pulling them back, twisting right and left, drawing her knees together. He swore and wrestled with her, pushing her legs back.